You're listening to the Living Adventures Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Ashley Milkey and Victoria Vance. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday to hear our honest conversations about topics like freedom, creativity, spirituality, luxury living, health and wellness, and above all else, building community. We have real and unfiltered conversations inspired by our search to feel connected to people who give a shit about us, support our dreams, and understand our struggles. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to navigate any moment in your life with the lens of your neurodivergent mind, with a community who gets you. Adventure on. Hello, welcome to the Living Adventures podcast. I'm Ashley Milkey, and this is Victoria Vance, and we are super pumped to talk about all things mindset, business, lifestyle, community. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Let's go. So today we were trying to think about what we were going to talk about with you all. And there's some recurring themes. But before we dive into the topic, which you'll see in the title, is something to do with, I don't know, is it self-sabotage or is that things being too easy? What would we call that? Things don't have to be as hard as you think. Right. We're making things Making so things hard. easier for you. Making things easier. Why we, why we make things so hard. <laughs> Why do Does we it have things? to be as hard as you think? Does it have to be so hard? Yep, that's the topic. Anyways, so before we dive into the topic, does it have to be so hard and why we make things so hard, let's talk about kind of the theme of the week. And I feel like the theme of the week just really ends up being whatever the topic of the call is. But Victoria, what's happening with your clients this week? Um, It's been really good this week so far. A lot of successes and realizing like they're finally at the place that they wanted to be and it, it didn't look the way that they might have thought, but it feels better than they could have imagined at first. And it feel and like coming into the place and accepting it and also knowing is we often get off track a lot and I've talked about the waves of ADHD and the flow of it and learning to lower the flow into a better window that's more sustainable for you and when clients are going low they're like it's okay though I can pick myself back up and because they have the strategies and systems in their lives to do that and so it's making it easier and just they're noticing the difference in their lives oh my gosh yes it's almost like if I could compare it to something like the how entrepreneurs have income dips right or like in the same thing with ADHD like chaos well, I guess chaos would be low. So chaos and then up high you have like everything's perfect and you want to like neutralize the playing field. So it's like everything is stable. It's not chaotic. Yeah. It's not everything it, and chaotic in a good way where everything's great or chaotic in a bad way where like everything's not great. We want like the stability and it sounds like your clients are getting there. That's so cool. Yes. What about you? I had a really fun message from a client today. We literally started working in April. It's September. And when we first started working together, she was building so much momentum inside of her business. She was getting tons of sales calls, more sales calls than she's ever seen. She was going viral on freaking Facebook posts, like getting 600, 1,000 comments on all of her posts. Everything was going crazy, landing clients left and right. And it got to the point where she gave her business so much of herself, she completely shut off every other aspect of her life. 
no social life, no friends. She was really into meditating. She stopped. She was really into her self-care practices. She stopped like everything stopped for her business and it she really drove herself into the ground and was like I hate waking up I hate working on my business I just want to cry every day I feel so low like I feel so disconnected from myself and she's like I need to take time back and and take time away and I'm like take time away take all the time away like don't you are more important than your business and so she took two months off she didn't post anything on social media for two months nothing did nothing for her business but she said she went paddle boarding and jet skiing and, and hiking and on retreats and like she was living our best lives you know these are all things this is us, yeah. love to do which makes sense why she's my client but she's like I've made so many friends and I feel so aligned again and literally in you know those months that she took off she landed five clients and I was like, um, did the universe just reward you for like taking care of yourself? Because I say, yes, it did. And literally like this is, it just says such a good message for me and for everyone and my other clients. Just like, if you take a step back, the world doesn't actually have to crumble. And like, obviously she kept landing clients cause she built that momentum and you know, she had those marketing strategies and she had evergreen content that was going out that people were always looking for. But like, I think that's so incredible that she could literally take two months away and fall back in love with her life again. And then now we're like rebuilding the pieces to maintain that balance, but also continue to build momentum. So I'm just like, I don't know if that's a theme for my clients, but that is a cool client story where I was like, okay, like you do not, this kind of goes, me and Victoria have been talking a lot this week about all or nothing. Like you don't have to do all or nothing. You don't have to be building momentum and momentum in one area of your life and then do nothing. And obviously like she took a back step back and did nothing, but she was burnt out, but she was still like working with clients privately. She just wasn't going heavy on promotion. And so you can find balance. And then like now for the rest of the year, her and I are gonna focus on maintaining that balance, making sure she values her personal life as much as her business life. And I think that's why I love life coaching and business coaching. And I'm sure that's why Victoria also loves that she's also a certified life coach in addition to helping people with their ADHD. like. It's just so cool to like care about people as people and see them thrive in that way. Yeah. And like, you know, I know what's so funny is I know you saw, you made like a post about that. And up until the point when it's like half the video, you hadn't said that it was uh, like she took two months off or anything. And I generally was like, is she talking about me? Because yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this though. sounds like me. I was just like, this is a bit rude. I was like, are you calling me out? For my, I was like, all right, where is this going? And then you stopped. And I was like, okay, thank you. It's not about me. But it's like, yeah, that's so funny. because I feel back in my business and I feel ready. And it's like, I was still like having success during that period that I did take time off and everything, but I wasn't doing the post to bring in audiences. I just didn't have that mindset of, and also want to do that. And I was like, then let's not. And I gave myself that break. And that's what allowed me to get back a lot faster. I didn't have to take two months off as I took like that long weekend and like took time off of posting, not that much. And it helped so fast because I was able to catch it so early. And I yeah. mean, that just goes back into the conversation that we had last week. And it's like, now I'm like, I'm back. I'm a content machine. I can go. I can go. And I got stories to talk about all day. I've got success and clients happening the entire time. And it's just, it's so fun to be back and to be in this place. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it's so interesting that you thought it was about you because it just goes to show that you know, this is a common pattern. There are so many creators and entrepreneurs who do, I've done it too, where you build a crap ton of momentum, you burn yourself out, you take time off, but you're still successful in what the work is that you're doing. 
And you're right, like if you can learn to catch your burnout symptoms faster, like you can recover faster and you can come back as a machine again. And what I've learned is, you know, sometimes like, I just want to be a machine. Sometimes I have weeks where I want to pump out 40 videos. I want to take 20 sales calls, but then I have to realize that I'm going to have to also on the back end take two weeks to come down from that. And so I yeah. think like when it comes to like how we've learned balance or at least how I've learned balance is it's not, you know, record three videos, hard stop, hard stop at five. You're only going to work two hours a day, eight hours a day. It, it's very much a flow. Kind of how Victoria was talking about with her clients are learning to manage their highs and their lows. It's the same thing in business or in anything you're doing and you're trying to avoid burnout. Like you can go all in sometimes, but recognize on the other end that you're going to need some time to recuperate. But if you can notice that and notice the signs that you need rest, then you can do whatever system you want. You can be a content machine one week and a potato the next, or you can find yeah. a different kind of balance. And it's genuinely just finding that, finding that happiness in yourself to do that. And it's like, that's also why we both like being life coaches. I'm also like a health coach and because we can talk about all these areas in our lives, because especially when you're building a business is I talked about this with a client I signed this morning is you need to make, your business cannot be your personality, but your business is also your life. They do mm -hmm. intertwine so heavy. Like I don't have a personal calendar. My personal calendar is on my business calendar. And it's because it's like, I just need to see it all together. Like obviously if I have an appointment for myself or something, like I can't do appointments with a client or everything. And they get intertwined so heavy, but we also need to still like have some separation and work on both sides of it and know that like, if you're going heavy on one side, you might not go as heavy on the other and finding that balance within yourself takes time. You're never gonna get it right the first time. And you're always like, even now us, we know a lot. A year from now, six months from now, We're gonna we could know still so have more. more things and more techniques and more ways and doing more things. And that's okay. You're always yeah. gonna learn and grow. That's so true, it's so true and like, I've found that like by placing yourself in rooms with people who have gone through hard things, you can learn from their mistakes or you can learn from their solutions. Like even just like people listening to us talk right now, like you're gonna learn things that'll help you avoid the mistakes that we made when it came to burnout and many, many other things. I mean, t this today I learned not, it, I didn't learn it today, but I was complaining about writing emails for my newsletter to Ashley. And I was like, how do you do it? Cause you crank them out. I was like, I want to crank them out. I want to do it. Not necessarily like you do. I was like, but how do you do it? Like, I can't, I don't know, but when I'm typing there, it's just like a block. And Ashley just goes, oh, uh, speech to text. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then today I sat down and normally I'm not even joking. It would take me two and a half, sometimes three hours to write that email, even though they're not that long. And it stressed me out so much, took so much time. I did it in 30 minutes today. <laughs> I love it. That's an improvement for me. And it's like 30 minutes, I still want to get it down, but it's like 30 minutes compared to three hours. I'll take that. Right. And that's so all because I just brought it up. Right. Yeah. You said it one day. And I, like, that's the power of just like who you place yourself around. Same thing. Like same thing today. Victoria was like, oh, remember how you taught me these nine word emails? Like I'm going to do a nine word email. And I'm like, 
dang, I should do a nine word email today. I forgot about those. That is a good strategy. And I sent one on and I landed clients through it. And I was like, you know, we just be, we're just inspiring each other left and right. But like, that's the power of community. And like, I know I have clients who don't have access to community like that or people on the internet don't. And it just makes me sad because like, this is how you brainstorm solutions is with, is with people who are like, doing what you're doing or have done what you've done and it, we don't do the same thing we have very different clients and we work on very usually different problems sometimes they're the yeah. same when it comes to life but like we can still benefit from each other's knowledge or ideas or just like ask each other questions it's so helpful yeah and genuinely saving so much time because of it <laughs> i know i can't believe you save so much time 30 minutes is really good Mine was like, it took me 30 minutes to type it. And then whenever I do speech to text, it's done in a minute and 30 seconds. And I'm like, why would I ever type something? I mean, sometimes it flows from my fingers, but I think it's because we have ADHD. Like my brain works faster than my fingers can type. And so like, I need to speak it out loud. That's, I, I've talked about this before and we talked about this in journaling. Um, we don't like always journaling in pen to like paper yeah. I like yeah. doing it t uh typing because I can type so much faster than I can write by my hand and I even I, I told you this like I asked my therapist I was like is that bad like I've just preferred like doing it on the computer it works so good I have a google uh, little folder for it and everything and she was like oh is it because your handwriting's bad and everything and I was like no it's just like I can type s s a lot more f like fluidly fluidly I don't even know with my brain and she's like well if it works it works but then with writing like these types of sales emails and everything it's like i have to do verbal processing to get it out and mm -hmm. i'm a lot faster at it and it's like i can film videos i can crank out 10 videos in under an hour like all yeah. high education videos but that's because i'm so good at verbal processing and i can just say the words faster and so then it was like a slight adjustment of like learning to say like new line, new line and like doing all of that, then doing the corrections. And so it's like, I know I can get it down a lot easier, but it's verbal processing is a lot, very common with ADHD and like needing to do it that way. And that's why we both have success with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done all kinds. I think like for me, I can journal anyway. It depends on how I feel in the moment. Like mm. sometimes I want to slow down and so I'll do pen to paper. A lot of times I want to just get these ideas out and figure out what's going on in my head and I type. And sometimes I'll even literally do a voice note like I and it's like maybe not something I want to reflect back on and so I just need to get it out and like think through something yeah. I'll literally record myself and talk out loud until I arrive at whatever point I think I'm trying to make or thing I'm trying to come up with so it really just depends so those are some journal hacks now that we've made that there maybe we should circle to the topic of today now that we are a solid 13 14 minutes in no i was telling victoria before we started this i was like we should record our conversations while we're starting the podcast because like before we start recording we always talk about cool things and then we have to like repeat the conversation for you and it's just way more easier to just yeah let it flow but the topic of today is I have my lipstick I don't know why I'm holding that <laughs> the topic of today is does they do things have to be so hard so do kick us have off. To be so hard? oh kick us off okay so the reason why this came up or I was thinking about this day was because literally right before I well two reasons this weekend I watched a movie funny girl very very classic movie Barbara Streisand and there's a part in funny girl where 
Barbara Streisand's character Fanny Bryce like lands her dream role after working all this time in the local theater like she finally gets this big audition or this not even audition they just like give her this amazing star role and she was like gets the letter in the mail and her whole family's around her and she's like doesn't this have to be hard didn't there have to be like suffering where's the suffering like I can't just get this there has to be suffering you're supposed to suffer and suffer and then you're like oh got it and she didn't get that and she seems disappointed and they're like you'll suffer later on just take the role and run and then I was like why do we like to sabotage our success or like think that things have to be so hard but then literally today I got a dm from someone who was like I loved your last reel it was so good she's like a super established business owner and she's like do you do uh weekly 30 minute sessions I would love to have your motivation have your support inside my business and I was like well that was freaking easy and then I was like yeah well first let's like book a strategy session, see if we like each other, right? And see if we like each other's styles and then we'll talk about doing it long-term. And she's like, awesome, I'm in. And I was like, why was that so easy? And like, you know, it has been easy like that before, but I don't know, like sometimes it still shocks me. Even like I had a reel go viral today and I was like, what, that, how, where's the, and I was like, we forget about all the suffering that happened before this really easy thing happened. It's like, wait, girl, I've been posted on TikTok all week and it's been getting 50 views. I deserve that 40K to make up for all the videos I made. But, um, but yeah, so I was thinking about that and I know, I know a lot of my own clients make things really, really hard and because they have the idea that things have to be so hard, they sabotage themselves. But I don't know, what do you think, Victoria? So it's also funny because it's like I had a client today and so when she came to me, she was like, I want to find my big girl job. Like I want to finally just, what is it? Like what do I want to do with my life and everything? And she has kids. She currently um, works with her mother, helping run her mother's business and everything and comes from a family of immigrants and she watched her whole family build businesses and burn themselves out extremely hard, work constantly and everything. And she was kind of scared of the thought of starting her own business for a long time. And we were working through some money beliefs today because she constantly feels that she feel, uh, has to go back to school and get a degree to get a high paying job, even though she has so much experience in so many things. And we realized one, that's like not even the life that she wants. She doesn't want to do that nine to five life and everything. But in finding her hidden money beliefs and reframing her legacy, we noticed that she, everyone in her family who made a lot of money, like works so hard, has no time with their family, working themselves to death constantly. Like it has to be that way. And so not having that place in her life or people in her life and seeing that it doesn't have to be that way has been hard. And so I had, my and she's thinking about becoming an obm so i have her talking to my obm and like learning what that's like things that she does to also get like the vision of how she runs her life and it's not that her business takes over her life and everything and it's so interesting how it shows up in our lives and like how we have to slowly get there to realize where the issues are that are making us believe that it has to be so hard Dude, I love what you said about like how she never saw anyone in her life have it easy. I can totally relate to that. I mean, my parents are both like blue collar workers. They worked all the time. They they even missed like my school like performances. I was in musical. I was in the marching band. Like they missed those things because they were working. And I think our parents' belief or just like the people who are around us as we're growing up really do impact how we view the world. And like the thing I thought of whenever you were saying that is like, 
so many of us, especially as creatives and entrepreneurs and people who are denying the nine to five life, we're the first generation to decide to have it easy. Like we're like actively deciding like, no, I don't have to work eight hours a day. No, I don't have to have a job I hate. No, I don't have to have a boss. And like, that's hard to do, especially like, I even think of like, okay, like we give so much credit to first generation college students as we should because they're entering a whole new world. Like first generation entrepreneurs, first generation creatives, content creators, I'm gonna decide to not to do a nine to five life. Like not only are we entering this world where we have so many new things that we're trying and trying to understand, but on top of that, we're like trying to dismantle the beliefs that society told us, that our parents told us. You know, I always thought like climb the corporate ladder and then you can become a CEO. And then so in my mind, there's this big ladder I have to climb. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you can just be the CEO. And like, it's like, wait, are you sure? And I think that's also like, in addition to self-sabotage, like this is where a lot of imposter syndrome comes in because all of a sudden you're like, well, you can just claim what you want to be and go do it. And it's like, well, are you sure? Because you told me I had to suffer. They told me I had to climb all these ladders, get all these roles before I could do the thing. And now you're just telling me I can do the thing. But why is it that easy? You know? And I have another client who's uh, starting her own business and She's coming to me and she's like, last week I got three job offers of like things for inside her business, not like other nine to five job offers. And she's like, I haven't even finished my website for it. I haven't even done this. I I barely. And I was like, because what's holding you back is like yourself right now. Yeah. I was like, you did that without trying. What would happen if we gave just 20%? I'm not joking. 20% and trying. And it's like your whole world can open up fast. It doesn't have to be marked by a certain thing. You don't have to have a certain achievements. I mean, you need some, right? Like we talk about this, like if you want to become a coach, get certified. I don't recommend going to non-certified coaches. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be, but there's a reason in the certification process, like you learn things and there are not, you don't have to go to giant institutions anymore. And it's like, even though we both did, Mine definitely was not as big as yours, but it's, there are things that are holding us back because of belief systems that are not helping us and they're hurting us. And it takes time to break those. And it takes a lot in ourselves. It's not, and I think when I thought it was like a lot, I had to like beast mode, like a lot of it. And I was like, no, I just have to slowly guide myself into a new way of thinking, which is hard, but not as bulk hard as I thought it was. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it. Like, if you are someone who's thinking like, oh, this is too easy. This is too easy. You have to really like, okay, what are the new beliefs I need to adopt to think that it being easy is okay? And there's so many things that you can pull apart in your brain from what's your relationship with work to your relationship with money to how you think about productivity to how you think about status and wealth and all these like societal constructs and expectations that lead us to have these beliefs. And so you take this simple thought, which is like, can it really be easy? And all of a sudden you can almost mind map 45 different reasons why you don't think it can be. And until you kind of reshift at least half of those, you're going to keep sabotaging your success. Like, you know, one way I see my clients do it is they'll get a DM from somebody who wants to work with them, a brand or a a potential client or whatever. And they don't reply and they don't reply because they're like, well, that was too easy. Uh, Now I don't know what to say because if I say something, I'm going to mess it up because there's going to be suffering. So let me avoid the suffering instead of just like going for it. Or the other thing my clients do, which you reminded me of when you were talking about your client, is they're like, 
you know, they don't try because they're like, well, if I don't give this my all and I fail, then it's fine because I didn't try that hard. Instead of like giving something their all and then maybe embarrassing themselves because they're trying really hard and things are still like not growing the way they want. And I think that all just plays into this factor that like we think we have to have it hard, but like on the other side of you giving something your all is actually more success than you could probably imagine. Definitely. And it really just shows up in a magnitude of ways and it stops us from like achieving whatever it is. And I genuinely do see often it's like, well, I didn't try that hard. Like, so it doesn't matter and try to push it off. And it's like, no, it's like one, okay. Like why didn't you want to try and first and like, let's break that down. But also it's like, do you want to continue things like that? Or do you want things to happen? And we stay stuck because of that. And we block a lot of opportunities from opening the door if we don't try. Yeah, And it's also like, I think as a society, we think trying is so bad. Yeah, like um, kind of how people like are like, oh, trying is so cringe, right? Like, oh, you're like trying hard. Like, it's pretty embarrassing. And that, it's like, that's um, like the full mean girl approach. Like, no, trying is actually the coolest thing that you could do. I applaud the person who's posting four times a day on TikTok and only getting 50 views more than I do the person who, it's me. <laughs> I went viral on Instagram. They like me more over there this week. I don't know how to make this make this better. But anyways, um, I applaud myself more than like somebody who would just either not post at all or post one time and get mad that they didn't get the results that they were looking for because they didn't want to try. You know, like that's not really that cool you just reminded me one of i love this client to death um she came to me and she was like i just got an insanely cool opportunity and i don't want to mess it up and like those are what some of my favorite clients to work with because it's like i got this i worked really hard for this but and i want it to succeed and mm. Something we worked on that is, so she got signed as a Twitch contract and we had to work on what success in that contract looked like for her. And so it's like the first streams and it's like with ADHD, we can be like, well, the first post, like it should go viral, right? That first Mm -hmm. Instagram post, like that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the virality and everything. And it's like, that's not, I learned very fast, very fast with a lot of virality. That is not what actually is great for your business. <laughs> At least no. for me and my business is like virality Fli- stresses me out. If anything, it's a little toxic. <laughs> it does, especially like often. And so working on building re- like milestones for her to hit inside that contract, feeling good. And then we also realized like while she was doing that, there were some hidden things hurting her behind that contract because she felt like she didn't deserve it because she wasn't one of the Twitch streamers that worked for two to five plus years to get that partnership because she reached out to somebody at Twitch and got this and like got it a different way. And I was like, one, how many people on your stream or in general, like know how hard it is to get partnered on Twitch? Do they know the qualifications? Yes, you do. But I don't, I know most of them, but not all of them. And so it's like, even if I went on, I would just like be like, okay, cool. Three is like, who cares? Who cares? You're the only one thinking about this. And if somebody is thinking about that and that's all they're getting from your stream, then do you want them to watch your stream? And sitting down and having that conversation with her, like opened up a new light for her of like, it's okay. Like I did work hard. I worked hard in other ways 
to get this. And it's not that you have to work insanely hard, but because she kind of got given the opportunity for the success and everything, she was scared to take it. Yeah, I get that. So when I was in musical in high school, like our director would always be like, hard work beats talent. So that made me believe like, if you work hard, you can beat anybody, you can have anything you want. But the other half of that phrase is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So really, all of that phrase sucks because either way you have to work hard, which I don't agree with. But I think we should all just assume that we are talented human beings and if things come to us easily, that means we deserve it and we need to start being our own biggest cheerleaders because let me tell you, my husband would never second guess any opportunity thrown his way. <laughs> he thinks he's a god and he, I, you, he, I will quote him. He literally tells everyone daily, I'm well, of course, because I'm a god. If he were to secure a brand deal, I'd know who, he doesn't post on social media, but if he did and he landed a brand deal from it, he'd be like, yeah, duh, duh, I deserve this. And it's just like the audacity. But I, I aspire to have that audacity in everything I do. And I think like when you talk about like people saying, I don't want to mess this up, like one, it goes back to what you're saying where we're like, do I deserve this? And it's like, no, 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 let's start inherently believing that we deserve everything that comes our way. But there's also like this idea that there's a finite amount of resources. And so, you know, you don't want to mess this up because you're not going to get another opportunity. And I've had to work with clients a lot on believing that there is an abundant pool of opportunities waiting for them. And even if they mess up, quote unquote, something, there's that's fine. Like, who cares? Like you can get 45 more things just like that one thing. For example, like Victoria and I were talking about this nine word email. That's an email strategy that I do with my clients. And like I had a client who was sending it out and people were replying and she was like, well, what do I say next? Cause I don't want to mess this up. Like same verbiage as your client because she's like, well, if I send the wrong thing and then they don't reply, now I just lost a client. And I'm like, no, like we're testing, we're learning. Like if you send something and they don't reply, guess what? We're gonna shift it so that next week when you send that same nine word email, you have a better response, you have better questions, you have a better thing to send out. And that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And so basically like you have to accept that things don't have to be hard, but it's okay to mess things up because no matter what, everything is going to teach you something and everything's gonna push you further along. But by sitting and doing nothing or by sitting and sabotaging the opportunities that come to you on purpose because you don't think you're ready for them, that's what keeps you stuck and unable to really grow to where you wanna go. I think there's also like a twofold thing behind this that we haven't even thought of is going back to that hike on in the White Mountains. We didn't even think. We just did. We acted. Versus if we had prepared and we or if we had researched about that hike a lot more and everything, we probably wouldn't have done it. Totally. We would have talked ourselves out of it. And so there's also like when we wouldn't have been ready. We don't have the right gear for that. It's like, I mean, there are some hikes that we want to do that like we literally do not have the right gear for right now. <laughs> like some hiking shoes. Not with the state required. of my hokas. My <laughs> no. hokas are not ready. <laughs> and like we, we learned that. We have learned experiences with that. And I think with ADHD, we learned so heavily with learned experiences. But a twofold of that is sometimes we get so terrified of just the word failure and we go into researching to not fail, which helps us fail. Mm, dude, I can't even tell you how many of my clients before they hire me or they're like, I've watched every free masterclass. I've watched every video on YouTube. I've learned all that I can and nothing's happening. I'm like, yeah, because honestly, like, I, maybe you're right. Maybe it is an ADHD thing because I'm pretty sure most of my clients also have ADHD. I think it's just a vibe that we attract each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but like... 
they're like, I'm, I know everything. And I'm like, cool, what are you executing on? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, awesome. So nothing will happen until you take action. And it has to sometimes be that messy, dirty action. And when you take that messy action, you could be gifted a really easy, you know, wave to whatever growth you're looking for, followers, clients, success, promotions, all because you decided to stop researching, like Victoria said, can sometimes be our downfall and just go for it. And it's funny that you mentioned the hike because like, yeah, I think if we like would have known that there would have been people with poles and backpacks and it was like 2000 plus feet tall and one of the hardest hikes on the white mountain like yeah no freaking way we would have gone but we were literally like oh my gosh we're gonna go see the most big the biggest waterfall in in all of new england that's gonna be fun and like i wish more people would approach their life in these opportunities that are handed to us like oh my gosh we're gonna go see the biggest waterfall that's gonna be so fun like you know when we think about both victoria and i have gone viral like before all the chaos of going viral happened, we were like, oh, we're gonna go viral. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. It's a pretty big mountain and a, with a waterfall. And then like you go viral and you know, you get hate comments and you get trolls and you get applications. You don't know what to do with all the people, like all the things. And so it's like, if you would, if you experience going viral, would you wanna do it again? Maybe not, but if you approach every situation and let it be as easy as just, hey, I'm gonna go look at a pretty waterfall today. Like maybe life gets easier and you allow it to be easier. Definitely, and it's like, you taught me, it's funny, you taught me a lot of things, maybe without realizing it or whatever. And I mean, with sales calls, it's like when you're first starting those out, like you don't know what's gonna be good. You don't know your style. You gotta like test it out, test out the waters and everything. Like I have your sales call template. I've edited that thing to the wazoo, completely Mm -hmm. different. The only thing that's same is like the blue text box. (laughs) Like that's the only thing. And like the name of the the person, the name of the client. Um, (laughs) But, oh, the second thing um, is like, right? That virality is like, I wanted that so bad at first. And you made a post of like one of your clients going viral, getting 400 applications. And I was like, bet I'm going to do that. (laughs) And I made a challenge to myself. And I was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to do that. That sounds so cool. That sounds amazing. Didn't think anything of it. Two months later, I did it. Terrifying. (laughs) Like it was so hard. It was so fun and amazing, but I learned so much in that process and grew my business a lot and had to hire an employee and do a lot of things. But it was also like, whoa, I I, I wasn't really ready for that. Just like the hike, like I, we weren't fully ready for that hike, but I managed it. I got through, I did the best I could. I learned a bunch of things during that period. And now I have those tools to go forward. And totally did it again. Those tools. And had the tools to go forward that it wasn't as terrifying. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why like, if things, like let things feel easy because even if it ends up being hard in the long run, that easy thing you're gifted, uh, you'll learn things from it to carry forward. And it honestly just keeps getting easier and easier. And like, I think of myself today where I'm like, what stemmed me thinking of this was that I got a DM from someone who wants to do basically one-on-one coaching with me, which is my most expensive package. And I'm like, well, that was too easy. And your girl's almost been in business for three years. I would hope it would be this easy at this point. Yeah, I've been working my little booty off trying to make it this easy, right? And so it's like, 
it wasn't always this easy for me. It wasn't always like, oh, someone's going to DM you, be ready to pay you right away for a session, be ready to pay you, you know, almost $8,000 to hire you. Like that was not always the reality. But if you continue to allow easy things to happen for you, but also navigate the hard times, like that is the balance that I think we always end up talking about in our lives. Like the highs, the lows, the goal is stabilization, as Victoria was talking about with the theme of her week for her clients. Um, and so, yeah, let the easy times be really freaking easy because in the long run, there's going to be a lot of hard times too, where you'll get the tools and you'll learn the lessons, but you take those and that's what kind of makes you take that corporate ladder. We all thought we were climbing and really squish it is those tools, is those experiences, is that hard work that we put in before. And maybe there's no hard work. Maybe you just go viral the first time you post on freaking TikTok, which is happening to one of my clients right now. She was like, oh, I'm not going to start my... TikTok until my website's done because you know I I know I'm gonna go viral and I just I need to wait and I'm like you know I believe you I believe you that your first video is going viral and she posted she goes yeah so my video is going viral and I'm like oh my gosh that's I love that for you but also like that was her mentality going in she's like I'm gonna hold the reins on this because the minute I post it's gonna pop off, right? And it did, and that's good. And maybe you think that and it doesn't pop off, and that's fine, but like that mentality, I think, is half the battle of making things feel really easy for yourself. And something also, like, you've said so many things, like, uh, constantly, it's talked about in content creator world, TikTok, like, you can't sell your high ticket offers on TikTok. You can't. It doesn't happen. I do it all the time. Yeah. I literally. I have never sold a high ticket offer off of Instagram in my life. Everyone told me first starting off, like I was in Ashley's program and she was like, yeah, so TikTok is just good for lead gen and then just move them over to your Instagram. You're not going to be able to sign like a high ticket offer. Like people on TikTok, they want like $10 or free. That's it. Nothing. And I was like, bet I'm going to sign my highest package, my one-on-one. I'm going to sign it all on TikTok. I have never sold anything on Instagram. Also because I have given up on Instagram. But, (laughs) I mean, so there's a a little part on that. But it's like, I mean, I also have like my newsletter now and everything. And so it's it's not as bad. But I did it all the time. I still see videos. I still see massive social media marketer, like, help you grow your platform. And they're like, you cannot sell it. Yeah. Why? why? I sell a $4,000 offer all the time. And you know what it is? It's really just like whatever you think is true will be true. It's like really what it comes down to. Um, Like whatever you tell yourself happens will happen. I saw another content creator earlier this week, actually today, and she posted about how like if you're an imposter, that actually means you just don't actually have a skill set, which is a whole conversation for another time. But like whatever you believe is true will be true. If she thinks that she doesn't, she has imposter syndrome because she doesn't have enough skills, then she's going to go try and get more skills. If you think that you need a crazy funnel to land clients, you're going to need one to land clients. If you think you have to have a website, you're going to have to have a website until you learn. Wow. And even if you think things have to be really hard for you to be successful, they're going to be hard. Like I think that's the basis of the conversation. What you think is true becomes your reality. If you think things are too easy and so you have to sabotage it so it's harder because you think you have to suffer that's exactly what you're going to subconsciously do until you learn how to have like 
a default thought that is, oh yeah, of course this is easy. Like you want to get to the point where, you know, a video goes viral. Let's say if you're a content creator and you're like, of course it went viral. That's my reality. I get a DM from somebody for one-on-one coaching. Of course they want to hire me. This happens all the time, right? And you want to start like, anytime you notice yourself being like, wait, is this too easy? You have to go, no, of course it's easy. Of course it's easy. Of course I got this brand deal. Of course this person is reaching out to me. Of course my clients love me. Of course my team is doing all the things I told them to do because I don't accept anything less than that in my life. And if anything less than that is happening, that's not my reality. And I, I reject that reality until what I want happens. And it's like something that remains true is like, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and it will be easy. You don't have to go out of your way. And like my thing of me thinking for a long time that I couldn't sell my biggest offer on TikTok and pushing myself on Instagram and two platforms, which was burning me out in my business is because I kept researching like the funnels and everything. And I was like, you know what? Like my dream clients, my, where I want to grow, like I know they're on TikTok. I know that. So I am going to put all of my eggs in one basket. Terrifying. And literally within two weeks, it happened when I stopped posting on Instagram. And I was like, I'm just going to go all in. And it happened. And it's like, sometimes you have to stop researching. Sometimes you have to turn off your brain and just make those actions and just start somewhere. Dude, totally. Wherever it is. Take that first step forward. And I think that's also like, and what you're saying, it's really important to like know your own intuition and know yourself, which I think is a lot of times what I end up working on with my clients. Anyways, how can they trust their decisions, right? There's so much noise on the internet telling you, how to solve your problems, how to do things, how to be a better person, what is your problem, how to, like, all those things. And you have to trust yourself to know what you need to solve things or to take action on things, right? Like, Victoria was like, I think my people are on TikTok. She she followed that. It was a great idea. She should have followed that, you know? And, like, if you're thinking, oh, it's time for me to pivot in my business, follow that. Follow that. Pivot your life. Follow that. Make a change. Follow that. You know, things, people are going to tell you so many things, but until you learn how to tune into what it is that you need, what it is that you want, you are going to get so straight and frustrated and feel that resistance of things being really, really hard. When things are easy, that, that's exactly how they should be. Like Victoria said, you're on the right path. Everything's working out because a lot of times, like even in my own life, like when I trust my intuition and I follow what I want to do and I stop hiring people and I stop downloading things, it's like things happen really fast. And I'm like, oh, that's really easy. That's really weird. And it's like, yeah, you're trusting yourself. This is what it's like when you trust yourself. Things happen fast because you are the expert of you. And it, it's so true. And it's like, it goes into something we talk about a lot, which is when we are not in alignment with ourselves, everything is hard. Oh, everything yeah. in our life becomes harder and everything. And I had a video, which was so funny that I mentioned this and like, we should, this is a huge topic to dive into is like learning to trust your intuition and learning to find that voice with inside yourself. And I say that because I had a video that I'm not joking, January 2022 of this year went viral. And I was talking about trusting your intuition with ADHD. And it went viral in a slightly negative way where every, almost all the comments were saying like, we have ADHD. We were literally told our entire lives that our intuition is wrong. And that's so common. And like that we think that intuition is dopamine and we chase after it too often and whatever. And I think Mm. we mistake like what intuition is with other things, but also people in our lives, like they're like, no, it has to be harder. You can't trust yourself. You can't think for yourself. And so we shut that self off. And so it's like a lot of what we do in our sessions is opening that gate 
to open up that conversation, to have your intuition allowed to exist, to have a place for it, and to find a place for your voice and your thoughts to exist. You know, sometimes I really wonder like how different, and I'm sure we'll learn a lot through this podcast together, uh, how different, and I like being friends we do too, but like how different our experiences are because I was not diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid and I just kind of vibed and everybody just thought I was like a high achiever and they thought I was vibing and they thought I was cool. So of course I have good intuition because I'm just getting, I'm just over here getting my straight A's, getting in trouble for talking too much. But other than that, you know, losing recess sometimes because I'm a chatterbox. But other than that, I'm a, I'm a gem, right? And like no one ever told me I can't trust my intuition directly, but my whole life I did. And I think like one of the big reasons I did is because I was trying, I'm a star that was trying to fit in a square. Like I thought I was, dude, I almost became, I almost tried to be on Broadway. Like I got into musical theater school. (laughs) Like I was literally going to graduate high school and be, go train to be in musical theater and then go be on Broadway. That was my path. But it, everything was so hard because I'm a, I, I am the star, but not for Broadway. And so that square didn't work out. Or then like my nine to five, like, And like, so it's like all these paths or all these containers I found myself in, you know, everyone in the music department, go to musical theater, go to musical theater, everyone in college, get a nine to five, get a nine to five. These containers we find ourselves in tell us who we have to be. And like, even if it's not your ADHD that that always told you you couldn't trust your intuition, there's so many other things. And so then you like think that you're stacking all these other things on top of the fact that you have ADHD. Like, of course you don't trust yourself. Of course we struggle with like wondering if we're doing the right thing or why things are so easy when they become easy because they've probably never been easy. Like if we really get to the root of it, like if you're the first person to take step in doing things that make you excited and happy in your life, and it's easy, it's probably the first time in your life. And I think that comes back to what we said at the beginning, which is like, you're the first to have it easy. And it just feels so wrong and so weird. And something, you just clicked a memory inside my head. The first time I felt like I was able to start making like real, I I was brought up in a place where I was allowed to like, my intuition was existed because I was diagnosed with everything. But I lost that in college because of a lot of anxiety and imposter syndrome in design school. And in senior years, last semester, you all, you know all of the drama of that. I'm not going to get into that here. But I was in my worst state of mentality. It was during the pandemic and everything. Um, I was crying on a daily basis. And the last month of school, they were bringing in professionals or whatever to talk to us about like, finding careers, finding nine to fives, whatever, like resume building things, whatever. And I was like, okay, these interviews were really annoying. And then one interviewer came in and she was a designer and she was like, yeah, um, when I graduated from school, I didn't really think that design was for me. I didn't think industrial design, which is what I majored in, um, was for me. And I was like, what is she saying? I was like, what is she about? And she was like, and so I created my own job. I walked into design firms and obviously like she was, I want to say like 50, 60. And so it's like, she's in a different generation than us, but she was like, I taught them something and showed them something wrong in their business. And they hired me to fix it. And I was like, okay, so to find a job, I need to show them their issues and fix it. And it's like, that's funny. Cause it's like, that's kind of like, what we do now and everything but then she became like a book author a public speaker and doing all this stuff for design 
and like ways to build a career, all of that stuff. And I was just like, in my head, I didn't fully have the grasp, but I was like, that's what I want. Whatever and that is. When we were having, like, when we were having that conversation over um, espresso martinis, and you were like, do design consultancy. And I was like, that's what she's saying again. That's what she's saying again. And I was just like having that conversation of that speaker. And then, like, then a few days later, when I texted Ashley, I was like, I think I want to be an ADHD coach. It's like, I was having that vision. I was like, this is, this is what I've been searching for. I was like, this is right. The intuition is there. Like, I know it a deep down. Like, this is what I've been searching for. And then I said to Ashley, I was like, I think this. And then she goes, okay, do it. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. This is it. Go, 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 time. Like, take that step, take this step. And it's like, oh, wait, 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 is it that easy? I had an idea and then I'm just going to do it. It's that easy, right? Like, and then like the first month when I was in things, I was just like, this. The, I, I was asking Ashley so many questions. I was just like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's, it is too easy. I was like, this is weird. This is weird. I don't understand. This is what, what? And she was like, just try, just try, just try, just try. And I was just like, okay, we're just trying. We're just trying. And it's like, I was so over my head and everything, but I just kept trying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it came down to. Action. Yeah. And let it be easy. That's so funny. Yeah, like you just took action and you just went for it and it gets to be easy. It's funny that you mentioned your teacher who or that that guest speaker who was like, oh, I want to do that, the author and the everything. Because like I've always known two things about myself since I was a child. I knew I was going to be rich and I knew I was going to motivate the masses. Like those are my own requirements for a job. How can I inspire the masses and how can I be a millionaire? Because those two things are the things I want to be doing. I'm like, will I be the president? No, that's too much work. Will I be a lawyer? No, they work too many hours. Like that's how like my thought process works. <laughs> Meanwhile, my husband's going to be a lawyer. So RIP, the woman who's going to try to work four hours a day and the guy who's not coming home till freaking what time today? 10 p.m. I cry. Um, anyways, but you know, and I think like it's hard to figure out what is the thing you're supposed to be doing. But if things are feeling easy, like I think that's a nod to you that like, yeah, you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's it takes time to find that. And it, we both found that around the same age and everything. But it's like my mom found that in her business at like 50 years old. I have clients doing it at 40. I've had a client who is 60 who uh, wrote a book and everything. And it's like you can do it whenever. You don't have to have all the prerequisitions that you always have. I saw a TikTok the other day. And I meant to send it to you because – the way a lot of TikToks start is like you say a hook and then you basically um, say why you're qualified to say this stuff and go into that topic. And so she said her hook and then she was like, I'm an author and podcast host. And I was just, I literally just paused the video and I was like, these are qualifications these days. That's it. Just say it. You're an author and a podcast a book. host. Like Post a podcast. You, anybody can write a book. And it's like, we've talked about that before. And it's just like, anybody can host a podcast. Like you, there's not... The things that are stopping you, it's not always you. I mean, it, it is. It's always you. <laughs> it's not always other things. It's not always right. other things. It might be you. <laughs> yeah, right? And, like, the thing is, like, at first, a podcast seems really overwhelming. But then once me and Victoria kind of, we, we don't know what the F we're doing. We figured it out. We're like, okay, it's not that hard. You could literally just, there's a website. You buy the website. You press record. You go edit some stuff. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And if the more you start to look at things of, like, it's not that big of a deal, it's really not. Anyone can write a book. Anyone can have a podcast. And something I always, always tell my clients because they always come to me with like, well, first I must do this and then I do this. And they almost build themselves a stupid little ladder to success. There are no ladders. 
Stop with the ladders. You don't need to climb anything. I always ask them like, what's the thing you always wish you could be doing? Like 10 years from now, what do you wish you could be doing? They're like a motivational speaker. I want to write a book. I want to, and I'm like, do it now. Do it now. If you feel like you have it within you, the confidence within you, the mindset within you to do it now, do it now. If you want to get out there and be a motivational speaker one day, start pitching local organizations today. Go to freaking um, wherever, wherever the people you are that you want to talk to, book those things now. If you want to have a podcast in five years, start it now. There's no reason why you have to you know, hit these check marks, these milestones, these benchmarks before you have the things you've always wanted to have. And I constantly have to remind myself that in my business, this might be the ADHD but I get a lot of ideas over here and I'm always like okay well I want to be this thing and that thing and then all of a sudden I'm like Ashley stop stop that stop that the one thing you really want to be doing what is that I'm like oh yeah inspiring the masses inspiring the masses let's go do that right so as long as I'm doing that I'm on mission but like you know you can get real distracted don't allow yourself don't create another corporate ladder you deserve more than a corporate ladder you deserve a little shortcut a little uh roller blade to the top instead of a climb and so if it's easy let it be, man. Let it be. And if you do get caught up in those cycles, because I know we both do sometimes, and it's like, that's one why we like to have each other. It's like, we have each other to call us out on it. And it's like, sometimes I do that. And she's like, just just do it. Just do it. Whatever. Like, don't think about it that much. Stop it. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, like the other day. <laughs> but then I'm like, and then I go home. I'm like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> It's no, the other like, day we were both in our head. Remember with the with the brand deal? We're like, we need to start pitching brand deals. And we're like, but we're scared. And we're like, we should just do it, right? And then we're like, okay, we're going to type this out together. We're going to sit down. We're like body doubling to the max. We're like literally doing the same thing. I'm like, what are you writing in that part? Okay, let's send it. Let's send it. And guess what? We sent the DM. I did not get a mm-hmm. reply. I didn't even get a red. Nobody saw that message. Oh, it went I did not nowhere. even check mine. <laughs> well, I, I, I checked it the like product. the day of right so I mean like you know it's really funny we failed like if you looked at it that way like we failed but like whatever but we literally knew going into this we're like okay so if they don't reply we try again we try another brand we try a different approach we try things and it's like whatever we don't care like there is nothing uh there's no harm by trying this Mm -hmm. there is nothing I can lose by sending that dm and then we booked a meeting with somebody else and we learned actually how much we should actually be doing and we were like oh okay we learned a lot and it's because we took that first step we were comfortable doing that next thing learned a lot and now we're taking a next step and it's like yeah guess what i've already failed some brand deals i'll say it i don't care yes and no, i said yeah. no to some too and i said I will no keep doing that i just got a brand deal offer today it's not aligned though and it's like only for a hundred dollars, so I was like, absolutely not. And there's like non-negotiable, and I was like, get out of here for a hundred dollars. Oh and they want, they want one reel and three Instagram stories for a hundred dollars. And it's a very well-known company. I'll tell you whenever we get off the podcast, but like a very well-known company. I'm like, this is dumb. But anyways, but it makes us more confident, and I'm glad we had. I'm glad we did all of those things because it really did lead up to things that will be easier in the future, right? Like obviously, 
We want a world where us maybe securing a deal with a brand we're really excited about feels really easy and it flows to us and it happens out of nowhere. But like you do have to take those foundational steps to one, build up your confidence that things can be easy, right? If we never sent that first brand message that was a flop, I don't think we would be as confident. It wouldn't have led us to booking a call where we learned our worth for our, our posts and our platforms that we've built over the past couple of, well, years for me, but months for you, you know? And so I think it all comes back to like you taking action will lead to things being really, really easy and giving your yourself space to not fail but really learn and I know Ashley is all for this of like taking massive steps sometimes I'm I'm sometimes slightly more reserved than Ashley and it's like <laughs> I'll make a slightly reserved one of my trying and it's like I signed that first client one-on-one client at $700 I told Ashley that and it's like now I'm like months months later I'm like yeah that's kind of embarrassing to myself <laughs> that I undercharged that much but that's where my confidence and all I could at that point. Totally. And it's like, that's, that was a lot in my head. And it's like, I know it was undercharging myself. And I went into that knowing that. And I oh, knew yeah. that like the system I was going to use to start going up and building that confidence. And I did. And I gave my, and it's like, it's okay to be scared. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep learning. I'll suffer a little bit in the meantime, but like, that's what I need. right. Yeah. And I think it all comes back to intention, you know, like, you started off way lower than I would recommend for somebody coaching someone for three months, but your intention behind it was to build your confidence, right? So as long as you have that intention and you always had intention to increase your pricing, which is very different than what a lot of entrepreneurs do, which is they lowball themselves and they stay in the lowball. Um, but like, for example, I started doing intuitive business readings where I literally pull out tarot cards and I read tarot cards for people. I've never done that before. And so when I first started selling those, I sold $88 for a 30 minute session. I've sold 30 minute sessions for like $700 before. So for me to do a $700 thing for 30, for $88 is absolutely ridiculous. But my intention was important, right? I wanted to get a lot of experience doing it. I want to get a lot of good feedback. I wanted to see if my kind of ideal client enjoyed doing those things. And I raise the prices as I go. So I think intention is really key when you're like trying new things and it's okay to not go uh, like I would like full out. But you know, like sometimes I go full out most of the time and then sometimes I don't. But whatever your intention is, it can take you to where you want to go. And probably where you want to go is like that easy flow space. And it's like something that helped me is like that marketing that I saw you do with those because I remember you doing that. And it's like, okay, five spots left at this price and whatever. And then going up and I was like, okay, like I can adjust as I go and everything like that's fine. And it goes into seeing and believing. And like I saw that happening and, and like that was such a minor scale compared to like the lack I was charging. But like that's okay. I'm right. not low bottling myself as much anymore. Like and in some ways like. I do have offers that are way too low, but it's like, I also want to have them right now like that. And I can go change in next month, tomorrow, six months. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's whatever is for me and what feels right. Listen yeah, it, to that voice inside your head. Totally, totally. Listen to the voice and listen to, like, just make sure you know the intention. As long as you know what you're doing, right? You know why you're making the decisions you're making. 
and that's all that matters and I also think like in what you're saying like it's so important to have a community and we come back to this every episode because we believe in it so much of people who can expand your reality that's what we do for each other all the time we see each other succeed in different ways and we learn from each other and we get new ideas and we get inspired and we bounce ideas off of each other and like literally one day Victoria and I were this episode is going to be so long but it is what it is um literally one day Victoria and I were cycling and we were about to start cycling and we're like how do we get how do we get how do we get more money how do we how do we get more money (laughs) it's just why is that how we started the conversation? I was like, I too would like to know how to get more money. And I'm a business coach. I know how to get more money. But we we're like, how do we get this high level experience that we've always dreamed of, right? And then instead of cycling, we literally spent um, an hour sitting on cycling bikes. My butt hurt so bad coming up with the most exciting thing I think I'm ever going to offer in my entire life and a uh, second business I'm so pumped to run. But it happened because we were literally with each other and we're like, I have a problem. You have a problem. What if we, how do we solve said problem? What would you do? What would I do? And like, that is the importance of being in spaces with people who care about your success, have the same problems you have, are willing to be vulnerable about their problems. And you guys literally come together on accident. That was not the intention of the cycle class that day, but to solve each other's problems and come up with ideas. Exactly. And that's just what we do. Every time we hike, every time we talk, we, when we walk, we just state our problems out loud and then we come up with solutions. Or like today I'm annoyed about, can you believe that this happened? Right. And like that, I maybe like what this is really about is like, you know, things, I love that you mentioned earlier that we get toolboxes as we learn things. And maybe the reason why that we're like, are things really this easy? Like they get to be this easy is because we don't like ever, like how often do you take a minute to be like, oh yeah, I have this freaking huge toolbox. Like it's hard to conceptualize things that you don't physically have, right? Like our friendship is a huge tool in my toolbox. The lessons I've learned over the past two and a half years, a huge tool, the strategies I've created, the systems I've built, all the knowledge that I have from, you know, coaching myself and my own clients and seeing what works and doesn't work for them. It's so many tools. And so like, Yes, things are probably really easy and that's okay, but like don't discount the tools that you've created on your process to making things so freaking easy for yourself. And sometimes you just forget them. Like I asked you about the nine word email. I was like, can I use it in this way? And you're like, I have that nine word email. And then you used it. And it's like, you just needed a refresh reminder of it. And it's like, that's okay. There's yeah. so like, we have such big toolboxes that we forget some of the things because we There's haven't used so them in many a while. To- right, there's so many tools in there. But the reason we get those tools is like the lessons, the taking action, the doing things scared, doing things messy, putting ourselves in communities where we're like, I know I need to be here, but I, I'm also a little scared to be here. I think like the first mastermind I ever joined was for six figure entrepreneurs when I had literally made only $9,000 in my business. I don't know who let me in there, but they did. And I was like, oh my God, I can do anything. Like I was just like looking at all how, how successful they were. I'm like, it gets to be that easy. Of course it does, right? But there's so many entrepreneurs who like don't have access to people who are successful in business. So they're just sitting at home alone and they're like, oh, I'm all alone. No, nobody gets me. But like, that's not true. There are spaces for you to feel connected and grow and all those things. And it takes time to find them and it takes time for you to find out what you need in them and to get out of them and everything. And that's okay. Okay. Yeah. This has already been an hour. All right. Whoever has to edit this. (laughs) 
I'm crying. I can do it. It's fine. It's it's yeah, whatever. It's all good. In case you care about the behind the scenes, we take turn edit turns editing this. We don't have a podcast editor or anything, and no, we are not, not looking yet. for one. But you know, stay tuned. Um. So okay, hyperfixation of the week. I will I will start because mine's changed since our hike. Um. Mm-hmm. The reason I was watching Funny Girl this weekend was because I got obsessed with the Funny Girl drama happening on Broadway. Because Leah Michelle is the new funny girl. And I was like, okay, well, who was the funny girl before that? And then, like, it was, like, this other girl. And then, like, I guess she, I don't want to say she wasn't good because I don't know how people will receive that. But apparently there were some not-so-great critic reviews of her. And so she stepped down. But then there was other girl, Julie, who stepped in to take over for a month before Leah started. But all of this was very confusing to figure out. So I had to do a lot of Googling to figure all of that out. And I was, like, fascinating. And then there were, like, all these YouTube videos comparing pairing their, their them like Barbara Streisand, Leah Michelle, Jewel, this Julie girl, and the other girl who was the original uh, funny girl, Fanny Bryce, and they compared all four singers singing the same song, and I was like, this is fascinating, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen the whole Funny Girl. So then this weekend I watched the whole Funny Girl, and I'm like, they don't make musicals like this. This was so fun, like the little symphony in the background, the little ah, uh, how they sing back then, and like I, you know, not saying we got to go back to how things were because you know it's not really a great time in the 1950s yeah. for women. But I was like, this was very wholesome and very cute. But I learned, and then I was like, now I need to learn about Fanny Bryce. And Fanny Bryce, she was married to this guy, and in the movie they make him seem so amazing, like such a nice guy, like super wealthy. Turns out. He was just spending all her money. He wasn't a nice guy. He was, like, just taking her money, spending it. He was a criminal, like, all these bad things. But I think, like, he found out they were making the Funny Girl movie movie or musical, and he didn't want to be portrayed in the bad way, and so he was going to, like, sue them or something. Or maybe it was his, like, son that was going to sue them for portraying him in a bad way. And so that that all those details may be wrong. It was a very quick Wikipedia search on that, but I was like, this is fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Useless facts brought to you by my obsession of the week. Um, I after our hike went. I was watching YouTube while I took a bath to help my muscles. Um, because they were in so much pain this week. Oh my god. Um, I found this video and it was like how to escape. Uh, North Korea, which I watched, which was very interesting, and then led me to a... I can send it to you. And then that led me down another rabbit hole. Um, There is actually... Because one of the girls that he talks about and how she escaped and everything, she actually lives in New York City, and she has a huge YouTube, and she's a activist for talking about and showing what happens and, like, how everything really is there. Fascinating. Um, And... But that led me to another video, which is what I actually want to talk about. Um, 50% of the world live in a very small circle on, like, the world. Like, where do you, if I said, like, where do you think, if you had to draw a circle, where would the circle be of where, like, you can capture the, like, more people inside the circle than outside the circle? I feel like, would it be, like, somewhere in Europe? Like, not Europe, but, like, yeah, like, no. Would it be, like, China? So it's like I'm like I don't know a little bit below like uh, I think it's like Siberia and everything it captures like so the guy talked about like two I guess I can like we can tag it in the episode when this releases um, we'll drop it in the show notes the original circle that was drawn included Japan like parts of Thailand there's a 
uh, cool island that has like as many people in it as Russia does. So Russia's not <gasps> even included in it. And like this little teeny island has as many people that live in Russia. And like they include that and everything. And it's basically like a lot of Southeast Asia. Um, <laughs> and then another person who was really interested in this topic, like this professor, he actually drew a map of like how can he shrink the circle but get uh, the same amount of people in it. And he did yeah. it. And it was just wild. And then there's a lot of talk about like why um in, it's in asia and it's because like rivers and everything and like People there's a like lot of live history behind them. it and it was just so interesting to watch yeah. fascinating yeah i definitely wow yeah i would like the reason because like you would think like europe because they have so many cities right but i guess yeah there's a bunch of but rivers wow this is very complex huh. and it's also like because i watched videos in the past like few months about like so most of the U.S. population is on the East Coast, um, mm-hmm. and that's one due to, like, the land and how that's set up and everything, but also, like, because the Midwest, there's, like, a lot of farming that was built out for that, and then it's, like, the Great Migration West and everything, but there's a lot more rock, like, mountains and, like, the terrain out there is, like, you can't, you can't just, like, build houses in, like, a village fully on, a mountain. A, like, a rock yeah, mountain a big rock. everything, like, Yeah. And so, like, that stops a lot of that. And But, like, with that great migration, how many people left and everything. But it's, like, still so heavy on the East Coast and everything. And, like, it's generally because, like, geography and everything. But also, like, the history of, like, not that, like, America was first established, really. Um, on the East Coast. It was here already. But, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. That's just what I'm learning. I'm learning weird geography things. I should learn geography things because I am geographically challenged. I do not know where anything is. I do not where I'm know where I'm going. Are you really? I hate those types of people. No, well, uh, I, I don't like when you. No, consta- but it's like I when you're constantly lost. I'm not constantly lost. I know how to read a map. I'm good at subways. That the worst thing I hate is when people are bad at knowing how to get around on a subway. Um, yeah. Sorry to my sister-in-law if she's listening to this. She's the worst at getting around on subways. Like, her and her husband act so confused. And I'm like, it's it's a map. Like, you just gotta read the map, man. But I'm more like, I think, like, intuitive geography. Like, you know how I say, like, if, uh, if you say pick right or left and I tell Adrian, let's go left, he said, okay, we're gonna go right. Like, I'm just a little backwards. On yeah, I know that. Unless like, that part, I that's fine. It. Um, but I also if, cannot tell you where a lot of countries are, though, to be fair. Like, I, mean, I, I can tell you a lot about Midwest states and where they're at, and most people cannot do that. But I'm from Ohio, so that's a little different. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I, I know a lot about geography. I've always found it, like, very interesting and everything. But, all right. Anyways, well, this was fun. How should we end this? I will end this by saying, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you feel inspired. I would love for you to tag us on social media and tell us one takeaway. As as I do in every coaching call, I always say, what was your biggest takeaway? Your new breakthrough, new perspective of the day, favorite lesson learned. Go call that moment. Aha, baby. Go comment that on our social media channels, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you are. Drop it in the comments. Drop it on TikTok. Tell us what you thought. And then also make sure you give us a five-star review because you love us and that would make me feel really good. And, you know, that's kind. And and tell us what you love about the podcast or what you want to hear next. I would love to tell you what next week week's episode is going to be about, but I literally cannot tell you because we make it up as we go as we should because we practice what we preach, baby. Maybe. 
and you know maybe we should do more planning but we have a list of ideas and that's really what we run with i think that's it anything else i think if you want to you can write your aha moments and if you want to write your what what you're going to take a chance on yourself if you want to write your action step your first step first 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 foot forward go for it let us know we'll cheer you on we'll cheer you on so hard we're here we're here to motivate the masses never forget you're the masses have have a lovely week we will see you next week ta-ta for now